Behold, one of the harshest environments on the planet, the Monday morning weekly team meeting. Only the bravest of creatures are bold enough to venture through it. This woman is navigating the treacherous territory of motivating her team while informing them on problems to be solved, goals to be set, and other business without boring them to death. Let's see what happens when this is done poorly with no edge whatsoever. Good morning, everyone. I hope you had a good weekend. We have quite a few items on the list for the week, so let's get started right at the top of the list. I just want to talk about a few ideas for the marketing strategy we drew up over the weekend. We've reached a critical point. It's time to make a very important decision on items A, B, C, and D. Ready to make a commitment, But alas, this is not the case with this next woman, for she has an edge. She analyzes a situation and executes her game plan swiftly. With brevity and clarity, she is able to stimulate creative problem solving to enable her team to focus on key issues, solicit fresh ideas, and most importantly, take a positive approach to tackling the business for the week. Amber, good morning. Compile our monthly statistics for email open rates and engagement, then email the report to the group. Pete, hey, come up with five different social media contests we can run for the next five months. Make them fun and easy to participate right. in. Got it. Hi, Michelle. Michelle. Compile our action steps and targets and place a spreadsheet on the cloud. Give everyone access. You got it. Hi Michael. Hi, Michael. I want all the problems and solutions submitted to our department addressed. Sure thing. And Susan, I've saved the best for last. Make sure all our general announcements for birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays are disseminated and we're all kept in the loop. Done. And finally, the group action item. Everyone bring in a win or success story by the end of the week to commence our Friday pizza no party. Problem. That's it, guys. Let's go to work. Go, go team. team! And now I ask, what is your edge? Go, go team. team! Testing, testing, check. Design your decade, an interactive podcast for the modern professional. Welcome to your journey to the C-suite. Welcome to another episode of the DYD Podcast, your mini masterclass in career-building greatness. I'm Roseanne Santos, bilingual keynote speaker, certified Gallup strengths coach, executive trainer, and overall nice person. That's my edge. And I'm Rio Rock, motivational speaker, marketing and brand strategist, actor, entrepreneur. And if you're going to play any game where the stakes are high, you better have an advantage. So what does it mean to have an edge? And what is your edge? Let's talk about what having an advantage means and what the three main types of advantages are. Because if you're going to play a game, you should have an advantage or you just shouldn't play. The three main types of advantages are one, informational advantage, two, analytical advantage, three, behavioral advantage. Most people only focus on the first advantage, and this advantage is the most competitive. People think they'll uncover something that the rest of their field doesn't recognize. They're seeking information arbitrage. Everyone is out looking for bargains and shortcuts now with something. A lot of low-hanging fruit has been arbitraged away because of the accessibility of information and the ease in which we can access it has leveled the playing field. Analytical advantage is thinking differently, contrarian thinking, or having an alternative view. You have access to the same information everyone else does, 
but you gain an edge in the way you analyze and evaluate that information. Behavioral advantage in layman's terms is when you're able to wake up at 5 a.m. and get to work right away. Instead of watching TV and playing video games, you listen to audiobooks and study online courses, or you work out two to three times a day. In studies of highly successful people, most of them have two out of three advantages I just spoke about. Very few will have only one and none of the other two. But in the rare case that they do, they're usually surrounded by other people with the advantages they lack. It's important to know that the third advantage, a behavioral advantage, is complementary to the first, informational and analytical. In fact, without one of your advantages being behavioral, it's very difficult to put the others to work. Elite-level athletes almost always have a behavioral advantage, whether it's going to sleep at 8.30 p.m. and rising at 4 a.m. to train, or shooting 1,000 free throws a day, or performing some other routine that's integral to performing at a high level in this sport. Without a behavioral advantage, it is very, very difficult to become elite in physical sports or performing arts. Those with an analytical advantage are already ahead of the pack. An athlete who can, for example, break down film and defenses or see openings while they're on the field or court can overcome talent gaps between much more athletically gifted opponents. This is often the case with experience beats youth, timing beats speed, and precision beats power. In non-athletic fields, if you can analyze information and see unique ways to apply it differently, take a contrarian or innovative approach, you will automatically place yourself in the top 10%, if not 1% of your field. Think about the stock market, sales and marketing, tech, or even retail and service-based industries. The innovators and visionaries, Facebook, Instagram, Amazon, Apple, Google, always rise to the top. Also understand that your edge will be different in different categories. The categories of advantages you have with personal investing, information, analytical, or behavioral, will not be the same categories you have in a corporate job, or a creative field, or a performance art, or sport. With certain things, you have one set of advantages and not the others. But the key to remember is, if you're involved in something that you do not have an advantage in, you probably shouldn't be participating. This rule is helpful in determining whether you're at the right job, in the right industry, or if you found your true person. In the right position, in the right field, with the right purpose, you may find yourself having two, or even some cases, all three categories of advantages. Now there's a game in which you can predict you'll have plenty of success in. You know what that sound means. Top five behavioral advantages you can give yourself to achieve success. Plan your meals. Not only will you be less likely to eat junk food, but you will spend less money on fast food. Get a financial journal and write down every penny you spend every day. I certainly haven't gotten there yet, but this is a strategy I am working hard on. Once you see in black and white where your money is going, you will be more mindful about how you spend it. This also works when you are trying to rein in your eating habits. Writing everything down that you eat can quickly become a self-accountability practice. Know what you want to wear the night before. This is a great time management hack. Staring at your closet wondering what to wear is a terrible time sink in the morning. Many commuter has missed their train over picking the right pair of shoes. Listen to books instead of reading them. I, for one, don't have the time to get through all of the books I want to read. But I am a learner at heart and I want information. So I listen to audiobooks. 
If you don't have the budget to join an audiobook service, check out your local library. They have audiobook services and it's free. Prioritize how and when you work. Block out time for meals, meditation, workouts, and other activities that will help you rejuvenate. So how do you use this to evaluate if you're in the right line of work or job position in your organization? First, if you have zero advantages, meaning no informational, analytical, or behavioral advantages at your job or in your field, then you're either just starting out or definitely in the wrong line of work. Second, if you have only an informational advantage and none of the others, then you should work on on either learning to analyze and see trends within the great information you're getting or working on your behaviors and work ethic so that you can carry that into everything you do. Third, if you have only an analytical advantage, then that's a good start. Combined with a strong behavioral advantage can easily put you in the top 10% of what you do. Strengthen those behaviors and activate your action habit to ensure you're maximizing the time you spend analyzing and executing. Fourth, if you have only a behavioral advantage, then that's also a great start. This usually means that you're willing to work hard and put in the long hours consistently as long as you're doing something you're interested in and passionate about. Now you just need to find a field or industry in which you have access to or can be fed good information or something in particular you have a vision for, something in which you see things in a way that most people don't, a contrarian thinker. Vision plus work ethic equals surefire success. Another example of behavioral advantage is a certain quality or trait in which you behave in certain circumstances. If you have very steady hands, can remain calm in intense situations, and are very precise with your movements, then you will be highly paid in fields where that is an absolute requirement. A tattoo artist, for example, or a brain surgeon, even a military sniper. This is how you leverage advantages to increase your professional value. Finally, if you have all three advantages in the line of work you're currently in, then you're indeed a unicorn and you should just stick to what you're doing. Continue to hone your skills and save and invest your money wisely. You have already ordered success from the secret menu and are just waiting to be served. The difference between having advantages and having none are the difference between making low to minimum wage and high six figures. To what degree your advantages increase your value in your line of work are to where in the range of pay you'll earn. You could be making $45,000 annually right now in which you have one or no advantages at all and easily get a job earning double if there is one where you have an unused talent or advantage in. That job can be in the same company or some other outside organization or field. Either way, evaluate, research, execute, and negotiate your next career move based on these three advantages. And we'll wrap this episode on advantages up with the health tip of the day. Today's health tip of the day is why good sleep is important. I'll sleep when I'm dead is a terrible mantra. A good night's sleep is incredibly important for your health. In fact, it's just as important as eating healthy and exercising. Unfortunately, there's a lot that can interfere with natural sleep patterns. People are now sleeping less than they did in the past, and sleep quality has decreased as well. So if your philosophy is that you'll sleep when you're dead, then it could resolve itself faster than you'd like. Poor sleep is linked to higher body weight. People with short sleep duration tend to weigh significantly more than those who get adequate sleep. In fact, short sleep duration is one of the strongest risk factors for obesity. 
In one study, children were 89% and adults were 55% more likely to develop obesity when they had short sleep cycles. The effect of sleep on weight gain is believed to be mediated by numerous factors including hormones and motivation to exercise. If you're trying to lose weight, getting quality sleep is absolutely crucial. So then it holds true that good sleepers eat less calories. Poor sleep affects hormones that regulate appetite. Those who get adequate sleep tend to eat fewer calories than those who don't. Good sleep can positively improve concentration and productivity. Sleep is important for various aspects of brain function. This includes cognition, concentration, productivity, and performance. All of these are negatively affected by sleep deprivation. A study on medical interns provides a good example. Interns on a traditional schedule with extended work hours of more than 24 hours made 36% more serious medical errors than interns on a schedule that was non-traditional. Think about that the next time you're in the emergency room. Another study found that short sleep can negatively impact some aspects of brain function to a similar degree as alcohol intoxication. On the other hand, good sleep has been shown to improve problem-solving skills and enhance memory performance of both children and adults. Good sleep can also maximize athletic performance. In a study on basketball players, longer sleep was shown to significantly improve speed, accuracy, reaction times, and mental well-being. A study in over 2,800 women found that poor sleep was linked to slower walking, lower grip strength, and greater difficulty performing independent activities. Sleep loss reduces your ability to interact socially. Several studies confirmed this using emotional facial recognition tests. One study found that people who hadn't slept had a reduced ability to recognize expressions of anger and happiness. Researchers believe that poor sleep affects your ability to recognize important social cues and process emotional information which means your ability to read a room diminishes significantly. There are also severe and negative health implications when you don't get enough sleep. Sleeping less than seven to eight hours per night is linked to an increased risk of heart disease and stroke. Sleep deprivation can cause prediabetes in healthy adults in as little as six days. Many studies show a strong link between short sleep duration and type two diabetes. Poor sleeping patterns are strongly linked to depression, particularly for those with a sleeping disorder. Getting at least eight hours of sleep can improve your immune function and help fight the common cold. Sleep affects your body's inflammatory responses. Poor sleep is linked to inflammatory bowel diseases and can increase your risk of the disease recurring. So get enough sleep while you're still living. And that's our health tip of the day. For LinkedIn services to boost that LinkedIn profile, executive coaching for those in corporate structures, or creative coaching for those in creative fields, contact us at coaching at designyourdecade.io. For podcast-related correspondence, contact us at podcast at designyourdecade.io. And we'd love for you to rate our podcast, subscribe and share on your favorite podcasting platform. Whether you have an informational, analytical, or behavioral advantage, develop them and use them wisely to move up the ladder to make bank. And for goodness sakes, don't bore people to death with them. Go team.